The following podcast is going to contain spoilers along with music from some of my favorite nerd music artists. And within those songs, well, there's going to be some explicit language. I like to keep my shows cuss-free, don't like to talk blue. It's just the way I roll. But I don't want to censor any of these songs, so you are going to hear swear words. You're going to hear the F word. You're probably going to hear the S word. You're going to hear other stuff. Keep that in mind when it comes to whoever you're listening to this episode around. Children probably shouldn't be listening to this episode. Proceed at your own risk. Hello and welcome to another episode of Just Another Fanboy. I'm your host, Steven, and today I'd like to take you through my nerd music journey. My introduction into the various genres dedicated to nerd music, more specifically nerd rock and nerdcore hip-hop. Growing up, I had always been fascinated whenever I would hear a song that would mention a comic book or a superhero, something, Star Wars, anything nerdy. I mean, heck, I once bought a tape, an album on tape cassette back in, oh, good Lord, I would have been a freshman, I think, in high school. There was a, a guy, a solo guitarist dude named Joe Satriani. He did an album called Surfing with the Alien, and it had the Silver Surfer on the cover. And I bought it just because of that, just because of that. Never heard this guy at all. I bought it simply for the cover. So I've always been quite fascinated with that kind of stuff. So when I discovered that there was this whole thing called nerd rock and nerdcore hip hop, you know, rockers and rappers dedicated to songs about nerdy subjects, I was all in. I actually didn't discover this for myself until 2010. I'd kind of been hearing grumblings on the internet about various artists. And it wasn't until, though, I listened to an episode of Comic Geek Speak back in 2010 that I was first introduced to a band called Kirby Crackle. Now, according to their website, Kirby Crackle is an international touring nerd rock artist featuring the music of songwriter and performer Kyle Stevens. So Kyle Stevens was on Comic Geek Speak, and Kirby Crackle had just put out a new album, E for Everyone, and they went through every track on the album. Kyle would talk about the song, how the idea came about, what they were going for with the song, and then they'd play a bit of it. And it was because of that interview, it was because of that episode, I went out and I bought the album, E for Everyone. And what I'm going to do here is I'm going to try to take you through, like I said, my journey. So it started with Kirby Crackle. What I'm going to do is go from artist to artist. I've got five different artists that I want to talk about, and I want to play you a song from each one. Now, I have not gotten their permission to put their songs on this episode. A couple of years ago when I started podcasting again and I did the show Stephen or Else, I had actually reached out to each one of these guys and I asked them if I could play their music on my show. And each one of them had said yes. Now I'm kind of, I hadn't planned on doing this episode this week. I just, I had run out of time, hadn't really read a lot of books this week. So I figured now's going to be the time. If you're ever going to do an episode about the nerd music that you love, and I'm going to do more than one episode, but now's the time to do it. But because it's a last minute thing, I didn't take the time to reach out to these guys and ask them if I could go ahead and play their music on the show. So I, I am going to email each one of them when the episode is released, give them a link to the episode and say, hey, you know, I guess it's easier to ask for forgiveness than it is to ask for permission. And I apologize, but this was an impromptu kind of thing. 
I love your music. I wanted to talk about it on my show. If you want me to take it down, I will take it down. Not a problem. I don't think they're going to make any of them will make me take it down because I've I've talked to all of them before. They're all cool guys. But we're going to start with Kirby Crackle and the song that got me hooked. And that song is called Roll Over. The night's still young and my carpet's shaggy Morgan Dorfer, she's so sarcastic Asking me, really, how is shoot if it's plastic? We could spend a day in Lawndale or set sail How could I be the one in this fairy tale? Girl, six in the bed when the Fraggle girl said Roll over, roll over There were five in the bed when the Cuckoo girl said Roll over, roll over And there were two in the bed when the Squirrel girl said Lock, 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 lock So we all through the night with the head on my chest I didn't even hear her leave cause I was snoring cause she had to go to work cause it was Saturday morn So after I was really getting into Kirby Crackle, I had disco- I had found out, I bought this album, E for Everyone, and then found out that they had a previous album that had come out before that. It was just a self-titled album. But I started to ask, I was on various message boards and I just started to ask people. I said, look, I just got introduced to this band called Kirby Crackle. What else is out there? There's got to be more stuff out there. 
And many of the names that got thrown at me were actually nerdcore hip hop artists. And frankly, Kirby Crackle at this point in my life is the only nerd rock artist that I listen to. I'm, I'm sure there's a crap ton of other nerd rock artists out there, but right now, Kirby Crackle is the only one that I've heard that has really kind of done anything for me. And you've also got to understand that I'm a dude that lives that that really, really lives on a, on a serious budget. So I had to kind of seek out the kind of music that wasn't going to cost me a lot of money. And one name that kept coming up over and over was a nerdcore rapper named Adam Warrock. Now, he's no longer making music. He used to be a lawyer at one point, and he literally quit his job as a lawyer, cashed in his 401k, and just dedicated himself to, to music full time. I've heard him say before that he would never suggest, he'd never recommend anybody actually do that because it's a very scary thing. But he he believed in himself enough that he just threw himself at it full force. And what he did for, I don't, I don't know when he started rapping with the nerdcore rap. I feel it was two or three years before I came along. His first album was in 2010. And that was the first thing of his that I bought. But two, three, sometimes four times a week, at least once a week, he would release a free song on his website. And a lot of times he would, he would use other beats from other artists. And so he, he couldn't really sell them at that point anyway. So he just gave them away for free. He is probably one of the more prolific nerdcore rappers around. And again, it's unfortunate that he doesn't record anymore, that he's not out there doing it anymore. I know he has his reasons. I don't know what those reasons are, but whatever they are, they're important. They're his reasons. And you got to respect whatever decisions he's going to make. He, he obviously had to make a life decision for himself and the people around him. And, and he did so. And he's never looked back as far as I know, because he's, once he's decided, once he decided I'm no longer going to be out of war rock, I'm no longer putting out music. He has, he's, he's never put anything out, nor do I think he ever will. I, I mean, never say never, but for the time that we had him as Adam Warrock, and like I said, the first album of his came out in 2010. And then, uh, the last thing I really kind of remember him doing was around 2014, 2015, I can't really find anything that says when he stopped. I mean, I'm not really looking all that hard. But the song of his that really kind of latched me on to him was from his album, War for Infinity. And it's a song called The Silver Age. And it features another nerdcore rapper called Tribe One. And actually, I'm going to play this song for you. And it's still, despite the hundreds and hundreds of songs he's put out and the multiple albums that Adam Warrock put out, this has always remained probably my favorite song of his. And a lot of it, honestly, to tell you the truth, has to do with the first verse. And the first verse is by Tribe One. And that guy throws some rhymes down in this first verse that just, they make me feel good. Now, Adam Warrock is no slouch. I'm not trying to take anything away from Adam Warrock because obviously I continued after buying this album to buy his other three albums to support him during his 24-hour rapathon that he did twice. He would do, because he gave away so much stuff and before really Patreon was a thing, he would do a, like a, a almost like a telethon. He had a, uh, like a donation week once a year around the time that he quit being a lawyer and he would put out special stuff if you donated to him. It's like he tried to fund, he, he would tour. A bunch of these guys would go out and they'd, they'd hit small clubs 
and they'd rap at comic book stores and and conventions and whatnot. So he made money there. He made money off of his album sales, but he also made money through these this donation week. And he would again he'd create certain things like certain songs, certain EPs, even a video at one point that you only got if you donated to his his weekly donation thing or the the week donation thing once a week, once a year. Anyway, he has got a crap ton of great songs and I will eventually do an episode probably for each one of these artists just counting down my top 5 favorite songs or something from them or I don't know. But anyway, this is Silver Age. This is the story of my origin, a sort of ordinary, normal, boring kid who wasn't concerned about prom king. Until I turned my tenure as an honorary member of the West Coast Avengers to a dirty South Swamp thing. They sent me on a mission to find the stolen remnant of the central store of wisdom divine. Code of the infinite, I've been to four dimensions in mind. Molded with mixed up like a mental organism designed only for killing this mic. And the second we step in from backstage, we rap like it's an action-packed splash page. Act like we're trying to cause an avalanche cascade, cause we'd rather turn back than attack halfway. We're Paving pathways like Stan and Jack both In fact, these rap quotes impact like Black Bolt said it So roll credits on these Jersey Shore girls They can break the fourth wall, we break the fourth world Painting pictures jumping straight from the page And I'm the man of steel damaging your paper mache Whether you get the singles or you wait for the trades The Silver Age MC stay saving the day We taking aim at major labels for practice We're radioactive without the radio play And before I die, I'ma get my final tour Holding the hammer of Thor, standing the shoulders of Devil Dinosaur We take the stage, write rhymes to fill a page Cause the music we made is bringing in the Silver Age This is beyond the golden age of rapping comic books Rock for people sick of the direction that the genre took And Adam War Rock is rocking the mic And Tribe One got it locked in my binocular sight Damn right For all the people saying back in the day The Silver Age is here to bring back what Santa Jack made Get up, everyone who thought they're headed for home Y'all just stepped through the portal to the negative zone In a parallel dimension where the comics never change Where hip-hop isn't dead like Nasty Nas proclaimed Yo, but I ain't stuck in the days of future past Or writing some stupid raps just like a producer asked Had a label where they try to change my image While indifferent to the art that I be spitting Like whack rappers and comic hacks And though you probably never thought of it before how rap and comic culture could converge in one form while the rappers pen the stories and djs paint the picture and the listener contributes images for action scripted so even though the tale of adam's done quick i gotta live my life on earth 616 cause i'm getting older seems like the planet's getting colder so i gotta keep my heart warm by rapping like this so when i look at all the comics i bought all i see left behind it is a trail of kirby dies cause whether old jack did it or not all the culture's got an origin of those that came before it with a sort of dope endorsement from the course of those who in every breath to speak the choruses or dopest life performances Or maybe just a kid staying up at night Reading comics in the dark up past his bedtime We take the stage, write rhymes to fill a page Cause the music we made is bringing in the silver age This is beyond the golden age of rapping comic books Rock for people sick of the direction that the genre took And Adam War Rock is rocking the mic And Tribe One got it locked in my binocular sight Damn right For all the people saying back in the day The silver age is here to bring back what Santa Jack made This is the silver age of rap, the future of boom back Cause we Take it back. While moving straight ahead and that's that As a matter of fact This ain't even the best yet We're taking the next step On your mark, get set And ruckus is making beats that make it snap your damn necks As we sit and write the history of future murder mysteries Cause every time we kill it, know there's only one life With limitless possibilities for rocking the mic Show. 
to fill a page Cause the music we made is bringing in the silver age This is beyond the golden age of rapping comic books Rock for people sick of the direction that the genre took And Adam Warrock is rocking the mic And Trap One got it locked in my binocular sight Damn right For all the people saying back in the day The silver age is here to bring back what Santa Jack made So Another name that kept coming up when folks were throwing suggestions at me was MC Frontalot. And I think a lot of people consider him probably, I don't want to say the godfather of nerdcore, but I think, I feel like he has been doing it the longest as far as, far as indie nerdcore rappers. I feel like he has been doing it the longest. Well, the first thing I bought from him, the, the, the first, actually the first song I heard from him that again, got me hooked on MC Frontalot was from an album called Solved, and it came out in 2011. And the song is called Critical Hit. And I'm, I'm going to put the, uh, I'll put a link to where you can get all these albums in the show notes. Again, I don't know if you can still buy Adam Warrock's music. I feel like you can, but MC Frontalot had made a video to Solved or, or to a Critical Hit off the album Solved. And that was the first thing I encountered with him was watching that video. And it's a very well-made video. You know, some of these indie guys, they don't have a lot of money to throw at videos and whatnot. And most of them don't really do videos. But this was almost a full production video. Um, very well done. It has, um, it actually features in the video, Brian Poson. I'm not sure how you pronounce his name. He's a He's a comedian and a, and a big nerd. He's a stand-up comedian and a big nerd. He was on the show Just Shoot Me. Um, heck, he was in the very first episode of The Mandalorian as the, 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 the speeder driver at the very beginning on that icy planet. So I don't know if he was just a fan of MC Frontalots, and that's how he got him in the video, but he's in there. And not that long ago, I was rereading The Walking Dead, and in one of the first six issues that Tony Moore draws has MC Frontalot in it as a zombie. I had to do a second take and I was like, hold on a minute, did a little double take. That looks like MC Frontalot. And I looked it up and sure enough it was. But anyway, MC Frontalot is still putting out albums to this day. His newest one is called Net Split or The Fathomless Heartbreak of Online Itself. That came out in 2019. The most recent thing he put out was a uh, song called This Is Not A Drill. He put it out just before the election. And it was very much a, a, a kind of like a, a call to arms. We have to vote Trump out of office. It was it was a great song, and I listened to it quite often to pump myself up for that election. But the song that really hooked me on MC Front a lot was Critical Hit. Gotta sometimes feel like oh my god, life's so good. Gotta sometimes feel like. Oh my god, life's so good. Gotta sometimes feel like. Oh my god, life's so good. Gotta sometimes feel like. Oh my god, life's so good. I'm on the cover of a lot, a lot of magazines. No, I don't say all, but I've been practicing my big TV grin and charming banter. Interviewers always follow upping on the answers. Prancers such as I lift heels up. Get your people here, we'll set some nails up. But don't fuss my pretty little with the chores. I'm critically acclaimed and I'm never ignored. Now, notice that none of that's true. Front a lot got inauthentic at you. What else is new? What else to do but keep on seeming like a celebration lyric could be anything redeeming. Got to sometimes feel like, oh my God, life's so good. Got to sometimes feel like, oh my God, 
life so good Gotta sometimes feel like Oh my god, life so good Gotta sometimes feel like Oh my god, life so good I write the songs you can't get out of your head And my artistic accomplishments are often said To soften dread in the hearts of the reviewers Another tour de force from the performer Who inures all listeners to The ravages of cynicism With the pure and simple freshness of his syllogism Listen, isn't this the case? Critical darlings always are unbeloved of the masses In the parlance of the populace, they suck And since I'm awful, just an air gust That holds aloft the copter of the raffle It's obvious why I'm such a critic's to-do But when lot discusses it, is anything true? Gotta sometimes feel like Oh my god, life's so good Gotta sometimes feel like Oh my god, life's so good Gotta sometimes feel like Oh my god, life's so good Gotta sometimes feel like Oh my god, life's so good And I quote His interrogation of failing to keep it real Disassembles the meaning inherent And then reveals artifice itself To be integral to veracity Part of a five-star notice posted about the last CD. I'm at capacity. I overflow it front and that was a good point once, but I fear it suffers blunting. Let me simply tell you something. The living is good. Up on the top of the top ten list where I just stood in my fist where the disc should be brandished like a trophy that I'm holding on to the prize possession. So floating and you know life's sweet. You can sing about that like I rolled that 20 double damage on the track. Gotta sometimes feel like, oh my god, life's so good. Gotta sometimes feel like, oh my god, life's so Good. Gotta sometimes feel like Oh my god, life's so good Gotta sometimes feel like Oh my god, life's so good Gotta sometimes feel like Oh my god, life's so good Gotta sometimes feel like Oh my god, life's so good Gotta sometimes feel like Oh my god, life's so good Gotta sometimes feel like Oh my god now, the thing about these nerdcore rappers is a lot of them, they all kind of know each other. Not all of them, but but most of them, they seem to have, there's like groups of them that all kind of know each other. Um, and they they often guest, do guest verses on each other's albums and EPs and all that stuff. And that's where I ran into Michael Kill. In 2012, Adam Warrock had put out an album called You Dare Call That Thing Human. And it had a song on it called Booster Gold, that also featured Michael Kill. And I really liked what Michael Kill was doing in Booster Gold. And so I went out and I was looking for stuff of his. And I think it, again, I, I really had to kind of look for the kind, look for the stuff that I could get very cheaply, if not free. And I know that not soon after I started going out there and looking for stuff from Michael Kill, he had been doing some kind of giveaway of some, some, some EPs or something. And it's, I don't even remember the name of the EP. It's not on his band camp. I'll be linking to his band camp. He's got a lot of stuff on there, but the song that I'm going to play does come off of a, an album that he put up called corrupted archive. And it's just, it's just a bunch of these songs that he had put together, um, from various projects. And he, and he put them together on this one album, but there was an EP that he had put out and again, I wish I knew what it was called. Let me see if I can find it real quick. It was on an EP called The Retro City Rampage. And there were only like four songs on this EP. And the, I, I really liked all four of them. So I kind of had to pick the one I think that, that really stuck out for me to play on the episode. And that song is called Get It. And it features Sulphur. Sulphur is a guy, 
he and Michael Kill were in a group together, and I, I honestly can't find the name. I feel like it was the Thought Criminals, but I can't seem to find anything about it online. And I know I'm not, I, honestly, I, I really didn't do a lot of research into the background of a lot of these artists. The real point here was just to talk about how I came to listen to some of this stuff and then feature some of the music here. But once I started listening to Michael Kill, Michael Kill quickly rose up as probably one of my, he's easily in my top two, maybe top three nerdcore artists of all time. He's, he, I believe, produces all the music himself as well as, you know, does the, does the, the rapping and, and he does some, some, uh, some singing. He's a, he's a musician. He plays guitar. He plays, I think he plays the bass and the drums and he, he can do it all. And he's a really great songwriter. There's at some point when I do more music from a lot of these guys, there's a certain song that he does called always that is, is literally probably one of my favorite songs of all time. Indie nerdcore, mainstream hip hop, rock and roll, doesn't matter. It's one of my all-time favorite songs of all time. But the song I'm going to play for you is is one of the four that came off of this EP that, again, hooked me onto Michael Kill, and I've been a, just a huge fan of his ever since, and this song's called Get It. And before I play it, I know I threw a warning up at the beginning of the episode, but I often, I don't want to say pride myself, but I, I try to put a show together that has no foul language in it, so anybody can listen to it. But I don't want to censor any of these songs, so there will be swear words in this tune, most definitely. Anyway, here it is. Get it.
right, so the last guy I want to talk about, again, I, I, I ran into his music both through MC Frontalot and Adam Warrock. Both of them have featured him on songs, and he goes by the name of Beefy. He's put out a number of albums. He just put out a new album like less than two months ago. It came out on October 27th. It's called The Adventures of Beef Thompson Provisional License Exam, and it has... One of my, if not my favorite, Beefy song on it, and it's called How About You. But this is not the album that got me into Beefy. Back in 2014, he did an album called Grown Up. And I had listened to him a bit. He didn't really have a lot of free stuff out there because, again, low rent, didn't have a lot of money, had to really kind of look for the free stuff. He didn't really have a lot of stuff out there that was for free that you could listen to. But what he had... I grabbed and I listened to and I enjoyed. And then he puts out this album in 2014 called Grown Up. And you can stream this music on Bandcamp. And so I started listening to this album and just just fell in love with it. The the concept and the song I'm going to play you is actually the title track of the album called Grown Up. And it's it's the song is just all about how there was a time when um, he didn't have anybody to be responsible for other than himself. And because of that, he could do whatever he wanted to. But now he's reached a point in his life where he's got a a lady friend in his life. There's a child in the picture. And he's realized that he has to be responsible for other people. He has these greater responsibilities. And the song is basically, if if you listen to it the wrong way, because he got a lot of people criticizing the song. Because basically it's saying, you can't, here's a lot of stuff you can't do anymore now that you're, you know, once you're grown up and life sucks as a grown up is one of the lines in the chorus. And people took it the wrong way and thought that he was, he was rapping about how now he's got this kid and this woman in his life and he can't do what he used to be able to do. And it really sucks. And he hates his life. And he was not saying that at all. And I'm going to let you listen to it. But there's a, a part in the song where he starts rapping to this child that's in his life. It's not biologically, it's not his child, but he says in the song that, um, I think the line is, um, she may not be my daughter, but she'll always have a father figure. And he, there's part of a verse where he just starts rapping to her for when, when she's grown up. And it's just, this is probably one of the first nerdcore rap songs I listened to that actually, well, it was a subject I could relate to, you know, having grown up as kind of an irresponsible nerd, and then at one point, you know, you realize you got married, you got kids, and uh, you have to grow up at some point. And yet that doesn't mean that you have to grow up. You know what I'm saying? I can still read comics. I can still do a podcast. I can still watch Star Wars and Lord of the Rings and, and cartoons and all that, as long as I take care of my family, right? They come first. That's kind of what the song is about. And it's one of my favorites, and I hope you enjoy it too. It's called Grown Up. Acceptable for grown-ups Your dinner cannot just be french fries Basically life sucks as a grown-up 
about five years ago I did what I wanted bro If I didn't feel like wearing pants then brother I just wouldn't go Used to rock the microphone on the road for many shows Comic Con I spit some flows then walk my ass to Mexico Predating YOLO just a fellow with a mile wide smile Guy living life closer to the wild side Lonely and was going blind Bought a ticket take a ride Imagine my surprise when responsibilities arrived Enter the kiddo the size of a thimble So cute make it tremble I was caught in the middle at the time I was fine Little babies they don't talk much Drinking eat the same stuff every other second's lunch The shows came slower when she got a little bigger Yo she may not be my daughter but she'll always have a father figure And now she's five years old and I'm never bored Putting on pants is like something I signed up for No life, no fun Don't you know that you're a grown up? No games, no puns Not allowed if you're a grown up No more watching shows till sunrise Unacceptable for grown-ups Your dinner cannot just be french fries Basically life sucks as a grown-up Back in the day flipping pizzas I could take off To melt the faces of the haters who think beefy soft Now I gotta jump through more hoops than the Westminster Clearing things in March for a show in the midwinter All filter, this S is effing nuts I'm like the aggro cragging nuggets always playing guts About to lose my lunch every single time she jumps But if I ever had a choice you know I'd never give it up uh. But it's always nice to have a little space Maybe catch a couple rays, maybe play a couple games Sit at my computer for an hour and a half Roll some rounds of damage for my double-sided staff Hull blast, all shucks, all fluey Fare thee well, high dive, take care, chop suey Buy rays, golden lion, see you later, Corazon Back on the road, once I've taken care of home, yeah No life, no fun Don't you know that you're a grown-up? Unacceptable for grown-ups Your dinner cannot just be french fries Basically, life sucks as a grown-up Simply put, this life ain't for all of y'all Like seeing me in short shorts playing volleyball I'm not playing, I'm not acting I just came upon my passion in a fashion Like my father with the planets moving backwards They grow up so fast Only option is to have an attitude or a blast Make the best of what you got And when you're done and looking back All you can hope is to say that you gave everything you had so grown up Layla baby if you're hearing this I hope you got a job that you love with all the benefits I hope you went to school, I hope that you still call I hope I have a bunch of pics of your kids on the wall And if it never happens know that daddy beefy's lamping A scenario where I'm not proud of you could never happen When you're laying with your baby and you're stressing cause she's throwing up You'll start to understand the joys of being grown up No life, no fun Don't you know that you're a grown up? Unacceptable for grown-ups Your dinner cannot just be french fries Basically, life sucks as a grown-up That's it. You could say that is my journey through nerd music. That is uh, pretty much the first big... That's like my big five when it comes to my favorite nerd artists. That's my big five, and that was kind of my journey through how I discovered each one of them. I'm starting now that I have... Spotify premium. We have uh, decided to spring for the family plan because all of the kids are old enough that uh, we've all, well, except for the youngest, we've all got phones and we like to listen to music and might as well have something that all of us can use. So now that I've got that, I've started to try to expand 
My Horizons, I've started listening to Mega Ran. Um, that's really the big one I've, I've really kind of focused on right now. I mean, I, I for the longest time with Beefy, for me, with him, it was just grown up. It was just that album. I really didn't have anything else by him. There was a uh, a song that he put out for free off of an album called With Sprinkles, and the song was called Up, Up, and Away. So it was like that song and then the grown up album. Well, now I've been I've been able to listen to like his brand new album, which is freaking great. Um, he's got Too Big to Fail Part One and Too Big to Fail Part Two. Those are freaking great. Um, I'm able to listen to more Michael Kill. Unfortunately, you can't get Adam Warrock on Spotify, but everybody else here you can. Michael Kill, Beefy, Kirby Crackle, MC Frontalot, all their stuff's on Spotify, which means it's probably on Amazon Music and Apple Music as well. But I've spent a lot of hours listening to this music, and I will spend a lot more hours listening to it. Every once in a while, I'll, I'll, I'll be like, all right, I need to start listening to Kiss and the Beatles and Run DMC and Tribe Called Quest and stuff like that. But I spend a lot of my time anymore listening to this music because it speaks to me more than anything else. It's about the kind of stuff that I love. It's about... Adam Warrock's songs are primarily about comics. He's done EPs about Doctor Who and stuff like um, Adventure Time and The Regular Show and Avatar and stuff like that. Unfortunately, you can't get it anymore. He does have a YouTube channel, and I'll link to that, which you can listen to most of this music uh, for free, you know, just stream it over through YouTube. But otherwise, guys like Michael Kill and... uh, Michael Kill and Beefy are both wrestling fans. I'm not a real wrestling guy, so I don't... They, they're also both anime guys, and I'm not a big anime guy either, but they still have songs that speak to me. Um, MC Frontalot is more of a just like an uber freaking computer nerd. He's got a song on one of his albums. If you're old enough to remember the old text-based computer game called Zork, he has a song about Zork. He, he does some real deep dives. Adam Warrock is one of the few that really went specific and did specific songs about Superman, or he did a song about Benedict Cumberbatch, which, which I really love. And he even did a song, one of his uh, fans wrote him and said, hey, we're, we're having a baby and we're naming the kid Thor. It'd be great if you could do a song about our kid. And so he writes a freaking song and puts it out there for this little baby named Thor. And it's, it's a great song. Anyway... I'll have links to all this stuff in the show notes. I hope you enjoyed this episode, listening to music. I hope nobody asks me to pull it down uh, because this is stuff that I really love and I like sharing it with people and I would love to do more of these to uh, showcase some of my favorite nerd music. But until then, uh, real quick, I just want to announce that I am going to be wrapping up season three of Just Another Fanboy with... uh, I think it's episode, it's either episode 148 or episode 149. It's whichever episode is going to land on January 31st. That's a Thursday. And I have been doing two episodes a week for all of the season three, with the exception of last week, because I took a, a day off for, for freaking Thanksgiving. But now that I've started to do these live streams every week, if I can keep up with these live streams, um, I finally learned how to take these live streams and convert them into audio. The plan is when I come back with season four, and I don't have a date for that yet, I'm going to do one regular episode of Just Another Fanboy every week, and then I will take the previous live stream and release that as an, as an audio episode each week. So that's, that's the plan going forward. Um, I will have put out a number of the live streams between now and when I go on my season three break, 
uh, or my break between seasons three and four, starting January 30 or uh, December 31st. Did I say January 31st? I may have a while back. December 31st is what I'm talking about here, folks. The end of the year. But during the however long I'm going to be off, I will be really, I will start releasing these live stream audio episodes during the time that I'm off. So there still will be content out there, but it's not anything that I have to um, spend a lot of time recording because they're already recorded. So I just wanted to make sure y'all knew that y'all were warned that December 31st is going to be the last episode of season three. We'll take at least a month off, possibly a month and a half, possibly two months, but there will be content there between season three and season four. I don't remember how long I took off between season two and season three, but It'll be about that length of time again. But until then, my name is Steven, and I'm just another fanboy. Be nice to each other, wear a mask, stay safe. Good job.